Bill O'Reilly here, Friday, July 23rd, 2021. You're listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening this week in America. The big event, a town hall in Cincinnati with President Biden. It was boring. Very few people watched it. Why? Because President Biden wanders off into areas and you can't even remember what the question was. We need the president, and this will never happen, I know it, to be more precise because we need information. So the exposition was moderated by CNN's Don Lemon, and it marked President Biden's first six months in office. COVID dominated the first half hour. What we're doing is, number one, is restore America's faith in science, is listen to the scientists. No, I'm not joking. I mean, literally listen to the scientists and not interfere, not rush anything. Just make, let the scientists proceed because they desperately want to get this right. Now, can we stop with listen to the science, please? Can we just put a moratorium on listen to the science? Scientists disagree all the time. Medical personnel disagree. I'm happy President Biden listens to the science. I assume he does, but let's put a plug in it, all right? The second soundbite that caught my attention was on job creation. We, we created more jobs in the first six months of my, our administration than any time in American history. No president's ever, no administration's ever created as many jobs. Now, as we reported yesterday, that was a complete sleight of hand because the president started in April 2020, when the country was locked down. That's his baseline on unemployment. Yeah, 22 million jobs were lost, and many of them have come back since January. But it's totally unfair and propagandistic to take credit for jobs coming back from a lockdown. And that's what Mr. Biden does. He also said he was proud of his son, um, Hunter. I don't want to belabor that, but Hunter, in my opinion, is a grifter. And he said one thing I agree with, and I'll get into this next week. President Biden supports mandatory drug rehabilitation. And that is the only solution to the terrible addiction problem we have in America. Coming up, my message of the day, listeners... Sound off. Right back with it. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 
877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Listeners sound off. We do this each Friday. You can reach me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Let's begin with Brian in Neptune Beach, Florida. Hey, Bill, why would any American want to watch or support the Olympics when you have American athletes kneeling for our national anthem? The far left is now politicizing and ruining the Olympic Games. I disagree with you a little bit, Brian. Not all U.S. athletes are disrespecting the anthem and the flag. Now, of course, they'll say they're not disrespecting. It's just legitimate protest. But there's a time and a place. And this is a worldwide forum. And you should be proud of your country. Obviously, the women's soccer team is not. And they're the big radical group. There will be others, but most athletes are very proud of their country. So I'm not going to boycott the Olympics. I am not rooting for the U.S. women's soccer team. In fact, I think my advice to them would be spend less time kneeling and more time running toward the net to score goals as Sweden beat them 3-0. Stevens in Las Vegas, Bill, interesting take that African-Americans have the lowest vaccination rate in America, yet no mention of that from the liberal media. You will never get from the corporate media, you will never get a report that disparages not only African-Americans, but any minority, because that is not politically correct. That is not woke. It is an interesting issue because black Americans should be getting vaxxed at the same rate everybody else is, but they're not. I'd like to know what it is that's holding it back. Is it they don't have the word yet? What is it? See, that's a worthy report, but you're not going to get it. Forrest is in Casper, Wyoming. I disagree that the progressive left is getting nervous. Everything that's happening is what they want to happen. Yet you have to look out, Forrest. If the economy and inflation in particular continues to weaken, all right, if, if inflation goes up, then the progressive left and the Democratic Party are going to get their butts kicked in the 2022 midterm election. If that happens, President Biden is done. D-O-N-E. No joke. I'm not being facetious. Rob is in Wilmington, North Carolina on the coast. Bill, I would like to ask President Biden this question. You canceled the XL pipeline your first day in office by executive order. Why did you decide to do that and not tell the people beforehand? Oh, Rob, he had. He did. I mean, Joe Biden ran on a Green New Deal ticket. You had to know he was going to go in against the fossil fuel industry. I don't think there was any subterfuge about that at all. The Biden campaign was very upfront about what they were going to do as far as climate change is concerned. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by putting it together. For more honest news analysis, please go to BillOReilly.com. Please check out 
My new book, Killing the Mob, you will like it. Great summer read. In a moment, something you might not know. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. Today, 90% of Americans listen to music through the internet. Most adults spend about 20 bucks a month on streaming like Apple Music, YouTube, Spotify. But 50 years ago, most folks listened the old-fashioned way on the radio. Starting back in 1936, Billboard magazine began publishing the most popular songs of the week. And you'll remember Casey Kasem did that all through the 70s and early 80s. Here were the top tunes on July 23rd, 1971, 50 years ago. Number 10, What the World Needs Now is Love by Tom Clay. That song has been covered by many people. It's all right. Next, Sooner or Later by The Grassroots. Catchy tune, but Midnight Confessions was better. The eighth spot goes to John Denver's Take Me Home, Country Road. Oh, Mountain Mama, or whatever. Number seven, Don't Pull Your Love by Hamilton, Joe Frank, and Reynolds. I guess it's okay. Six, The Bee Gees, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? A pre-disco tune, that was pretty good. The top five starts with Dragging the Line from Tommy James and the Shondells. Next was Mr. Big Stuff, Not About Me. That was sung by Gene Knight. Third place, It's Too Late, I Feel the Earth Move by Carole King. Now, that song was divided. The song was recorded together, but they divided it because it was seven minutes. Carole King wrote good songs. Number two is interesting. Indian Reservation by the Raiders, Paul Revere and the boys, Tunes about the plight of Native Americans after their land was seized by the federal government. Mark Lindsay's vocals make that song. Top spot this week in 1971, James Taylor's You've Got a Friend. Song was actually co-written by Carol King and appeared on her album Tapestry. The two musicians often perform together. And here's something else you might not know. You've Got a Friend was James Taylor's first number one hit. But he had others. The guitarist has won five Grammys, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 21 years ago. He has sold more than 100 million records worldwide. I will see James Taylor in concert in August. Back after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. 
Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.